everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast reanalyzed the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 47, which I have beginning with the continuation of yesterday's ending line. Yesterday's ending line was, what about you? Or what about you, huh? And today's is the continuation of that. It's not, like, that was a complete line. But Kenny continues, what about you, Miss Antisocial? And it goes through Denise saying, and you're Kenny Fisher, who suddenly got too cool to hang out with me when we hit junior high. Yeah. So we get some backstory. Yeah. This entire minute is Kenny and Denise. Yeah. And it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the best minutes in the movie. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. I I wrote, I basically summarized the first couple of seconds by they haven't spoken since sixth grade, but whose fault is that? Like, they each seem to think it was each other's fault. Although I think it becomes definitively clear uh, soon. Yes. One of my favorite parts of the scene is when uh, Kenny's like, damn, you got no, you have no idea, <laughs> like whatever. Like, I just wrote, damn, you got no, you have no idea. Like, yeah, uh, he catches himself again and like yeah. walks it back and puts it in Kenny Fisher speak and all this stuff. It's so good. Yeah. <sighs> it really so. is. Yeah. So this whole minute is pretty much Denise talking about how they used to be friends Mm -hmm. a long time ago a long time ago but she hasn't thought of him lately at all right although i mean like i guess guess it depends on what you mean by lately because like recently lately sure i mean they've been trapped in a bathroom together for like a half hour but prior to that lately right she hadn't thought of him lately at all yeah exactly so he basically says you think you're better than everybody and she's like what no i don't and what do you care you haven't spoken to me since middle school you have no idea what you're talking about you don't even know me anymore and she says yes i do she says we used to play miami vice in my basement you used to sleep over at my house and you were afraid of the dark you used to give me a card and those conversation hearts every valentine's day and then you got too cool to hang out with me as soon as we hit middle school yeah so it's sort of a rundown of what they used to do and then sort of like how things have changed yeah um, I have some notes on Miami Vice and okay. Conversation Hearts. Good. Um, yeah. Because otherwise I think we're done with this minute because yeah, exactly. it's over now. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you um, have notes. So uh, Miami Vice was a show that ran for five seasons from 1984 to 1990. And I was trying to think. I was like, okay, so when they were in sixth grade, that was six years ago. So that was 92. But presumably they played Miami Vice before that. So they may have watched Miami Vice like as it aired on NBC. Yeah. It, uh, the, the show was, uh, also, it was executive produced by this guy named Michael Mann, who then directed the movie in 20, in 2006. Like, oh, okay. I was like, hey, good for you, guy. Good for you, man. Mr. Mann. Uh, it says, the, the series starred Don Johnson as James Sonny Crockett and Philip Michael Thomas as Ricardo Rico Tubbs, two Metro-Dade Police Department detectives working undercover in Miami. It ran for five seasons on NBC from... September 1984 to January 1990 but then it's this is so weird and I know that this isn't like this is ridiculous I just I wrote this down because it took me a little bit to untie so the USA Network started airing reruns of the show in 88 okay okay so then the series finale on NBC was in May of 1989 okay 
And then in June of 1989, NBC showed three lost episodes, which I'm not sure what that means when they had them just at hand a month later, but like... One of them was like a backdoor pilot for a show that never took off. And like there were two others that were sort of whatever. But it was sort of like, we know that it's just series finale, but here's three more. Like three weeks you know, more of Miami Vice. So then um, USA Network, which had started, again, film, running reruns of it in 88, uh, showed a fourth lost episode on January 25th, 1990. Which is why it has that as its end date as opposed to May of 1989. That's weird. But the the fourth last episode, uh, NBC wouldn't show because it had a plot that vividly portrayed child molestation. Basically, this this oh. mom kind of pimps out her daughter to pay off her drug dealer. Okay. Um, and so NBC was like, "That's not gonna fly on NBC." And USA was like, "We have an original Miami Vice episode. <laughs> we'll show it." <laughs> yeah. Gross. Um, so, yeah, it, it is gross. I mean, like, I think I got the impression that sort of like SVU would be comparable today, which is a show sure. on NBC. So, like, I think that it was just sort of like the morality of the late 80s sort of deal. Well, and the phrasing vividly portrays child molestation is way right. different from what what it sounds like the plot was, which is that. But like pimp, pimping out your teenage daughter as a plot point is different from here's porn starring right. an underage child. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what vividly portrays. Exactly. The word vividly is kind of thrown mind. around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it says, unlike standard police procedurals, the show drew heavily upon 1980s new wave culture and became noted for its integration of music and visual effects. It has become, it has been called one of the top 50 TV shows, I guess, of all time. Okay. And People Magazine stated that Miami Vice was, quote, the first show to look really new and different since color TV was invented. So People Magazine swinging for the fences on their description of what Miami Vice was like. I mean, like, (laughs) there were lots of cool neon colors and, like, bikini women and stuff in the credits. Sure. So, like... Yeah, I mean, I guess. I think that Miami Vice kind of was like, like Baywatch was kind of like, okay, but what if we got rid of all that cop stuff and just had the beach? <laughs> just just the bikini babes, less right. of the neon. Could we have the cops be bikini babes? No? Well, how about lifeguards then? Yes? Great. <laughs> so, there we go. So then uh, I, I took the note. He used to buy her a card every Valentine's Day and the... Little hearts with the words on them, which was a very uh-huh. cute way for her to say that. So as you mentioned, they are called conversation hearts. And uh, this story uh, takes us back to 1847, Aaron. So okay. strap into the uh, the Wayback Machine and we're going to go meet Oliver R. Chase, uh, who invented a machine in 1847 to cut lozenges from wafer candy. So like Nilla wafers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started Nilla a candy wafers pack. or Necco wafers? Necco wafers is what it says right here on my thing. Okay, and, good, because Nilla wafers are a cookie. <laughs> right. But what's interesting is uh, N, vowel, consonant, consonant, vowel, Nilla, same thing. Sure, yeah. Um, but but wrong. Interesting, but wrong. Um, the James <laughs> Anderson story. Uh, so Necco wafers. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, I think what that means is that he was able to cut hearts out of the big sort of round candy, like Necco wafers sort of deal. 
Sure. Um, so then his brother, Daniel, uh, began printing sayings on the candy in 1866. He designed a machine that was able to press on the candy similar to a stamp. The candy was often used for weddings since the candies had witty sayings such as, and I know that you're excited by the lead up witty sayings such as, and we're talking about 1866, married in pink, he will take a drink. Or married in white, you have chosen right. Uh Uh-huh. Or married in satin, love will not be lasting. Which oh, feels no. like we needed one more, and that was the only one we had left. Lastin would have at least been close, but like, what did Emily Dickinson write that conversation hard? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, there were there no other colors they could choose from. Blue? Married in yellow, you picked a good fellow. That I mean, that's perfect. I I really hope that 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 was one of them, and then. They just didn't put that because it was like, they get it. And here's a, here's a Buck Wild one. Because Married in Yellow, <laughs> You Picked a Good Fellow is is incredibly great. Married in Green, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then people can spend the whole the whole wedding reception being like, I don't, though. What, <laughs> what does but that I, mean? I don't. <laughs> Gladys, Gladys, come over here. What does this mean? And then, you know, <laughs> then you get married. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, then... <laughs> then it, I I copied this article from Wikipedia, and I apparently copied the pictures. So next came a picture of Spanish language sweethearts, which say uh, "Hola" on them. So then um, they, the heart shaped conversation candies uh, became to be called uh, sweethearts in their in in 1901. Um, other styles were formerly produced, such as lozenges, postcards, horseshoes, watches, and baseballs. Wait. Postcards, horseshoes, and baseballs made out of this candy? Yeah. Postcards. Yeah. Like postcard. I think like like in that like a lucky charm postcard. Like it was like a candy, a little tiny candy, but it was like shaped like I guess oh, what, I guess okay. what they mean is rectangles. But Right. Well and then and so by baseballs what they mean is just spheres. I I guess so. Or or smaller flat circles? Yeah. If yeah, they, <laughs> it's sort of as clear why that didn't take off. Like watches, so again, just a circle. Like, what are we talking about uh-huh. here? Like, yeah, are we ta- are we talking circle? It was are they like wrist watches? So you've right. got a circle with some rectangles coming out of it. Like, what's actually cool about the about the what they what that line of candy was? It was an, an, a wristwatch size piece of candy that had a gold fob, that so you could you could have oh. it in your watch pocket, and then you know when you're waiting for the train or to like do something with coal futures or whatever you're like mm-hmm. hmm, yes i see that's the property of the such and such you're like <laughs> and then you put it back in and so it looks like you're respectable but you also get a little bit of candy yeah so um, i was thinking just like candy necklaces up to the point where you said it looks like you're respectable right right those are <laughs> well, not, not very respectable because again you are putting putting like a sticky spit covered half-eaten candy watch back in your pocket but sure People that aren't looking very closely. Exactly. Um, the Who aren't old... looking closely enough to notice that you're chewing on your watch <laughs> instead of checking the time. He's taking a bite out of time. Um, so in the 1990s, uh, NECO Vice President Walter Marshall wanted to update some of the sayings and retired others. So he updated some to include, call me, email me, fax me. So like, 
sometimes Walter Marshall had a good good uh, good run, and sometimes he picked things like "Fax Me." Mm-hmm. Um, although that that is sort of a fun innuendo. Um, the romantic <laughs> expressions continued to be uh, revised, or they continue to be revised for young Americans. Um, they receive hundreds of suggestions uh, a year on new sayings. There's a picture of one that says "LOL" on it, so that's okay. fun. Okay. Um, and then it says, Necro- "I wouldn't call that a romantic saying. It's more of like a instruction." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it says, "Neko produced the hearts year-round, but mixing of colors and packaging were ramped up beginning in September to meet the demand for the product at Valentine's Day. Approximately one hundred thousand pounds of hearts were made per day. Are the tenses in this article are wild." are made per day, which sells out in about six weeks. The company produces 8 billion hearts per year. So, Interesting. conversation hearts. You know. Do you like conversation hearts? I am notoriously undiscriminating when it comes to uh, sweet candies. So Sure, but is it one them. where you're like, I actually do like these, or is it one of those, I mean, it's candy, I'll eat it. Um, if you had a bowl of conversation hearts and I think pretty much anything else, I would pick pretty much anything else until I had finished consuming that bowl and moved on like the aliens (laughs) and independence day to the next bowl. Sure. Um, Sure. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I don't like Necco wafers. Right. My my stepmom is wild for Necco wafers. Like my mother-in-law really likes my mother-in-law and my husband both really like the chocolate Necco wafers, which I feel like are harder to find. Yeah. Well, Necco closed. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I mean, you can, you can still find them some places. Yeah. Those were, those candies were made in 1974. So like, Oh, but no one can tell the difference. It's true. Are these stale or fine? I can't tell. (laughs) Kevin, take a bite of this. (laughs) I I get grossed out when I see them eating the Necco wafers because I'm like, ugh, you're eating like chalk. But the thing is... It is is a dusty, chalky thing. I get really excited about conversation hearts, which Mm. are exactly the same thing. But with reading... Yes. I mean, that makes sense. That's an Although, brand. here's the thing. There are there are different flavors of conversation <laughs> mm, sure. hearts, and some okay. are better than others. Like, there are some that are like a bubble gum. They're all yeah. a little bit minty. Sure. The one, I like the white ones because they're actually, like, just straight up mint. It's like a sure. not curiously strong Altoid. Right. Like, and they're like Altoids for babies. It's like a curiously um, worded Altoid. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't like the chocolate ones. I just, I don't know. Chocolate I like conversation chocolate. hearts. I don't know if I've ever seen them. Interesting. Maybe I'm thinking of chocolate Necco wafers. I don't know. Yeah. I have definitely had that kind of candy in chocolate flavor before, and it's, for me, not good. It tastes the way artificial chocolate mm-hmm. smells, yeah. like a chocolate-scented candle or something that doesn't really smell like chocolate, but you can kind of see how they came to the conclusion that this is close like, enough. Wait, what are you doing? You're still working on this? We need it now. Okay, this will be this will be just fine. Here, box this up. Yeah. Like Exactly. And then like I guess this is sweet, I guess. Um I like yeah. Necco wafers purely for the what if you ate poker chips? Yeah. I like the the shape yeah. of them. Yeah. And like the size, and yeah, I've never really thought about it like that. But yeah, there's something. Never wanted to bite a there's quarter. There's a satisfying mouth. <laughs> yeah, <feel>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a satisfying mouth feel about putting a Necco wafer into your mouth. It's like the perfect size, shape, like 
thickness yeah. for like just easy breakage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think they actually necessarily taste good. I think that's correct. But I do get excited about conversation hearts, and I think it's a nostalgia yeah, thing. Sure. Which I think is why Kevin and his mom like the Necco wafers, because right. they both remember them from their own childhoods. Sure. And so it's a nostalgia right. thing. But yeah, conversation hearts remind me of being a kid at Valentine's Day. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. I, I think I like them for the same reason, like sort of even just like their presence and like the sound of them and like even mm-hmm. non-taste um, sensations of them remind me of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did want to just bring up something really quickly because I was just thinking, wouldn't it be mm-hmm. cool if for for like the 200th anniversary of them or whatever, um, 150th or whatever, we already passed that, whatever, 260th anniversary of it, they made a bag of um, like sayings throughout the years. So you get like fax mm-hmm. me's and let's go to the hops and uh, kill Hitler and like all sorts of things throughout the years. Disco rules, disco sucks. Love will be lasting. (laughs) Um, But yeah, okay, so wait a minute. Let's go back to those sayings. Were they written small or were the hearts bigger? Because married in white. I was wondering when you were talking about that's a long saying. Did it go around? Like, was it flip over to see the rest? Like, well, so I wonder if originally, if they were basically Necco wafers and they just basically changed the shape of them. Right. Instead of stamping out a circle, it stamped out a heart. I wonder if they were like Necco wafer sized. That would that would make sense. That would make sense. Which could be something where they could, if they had like two different colors, if they had like pink ones and white ones, right. maybe all of the white ones say married in satin and all of the pink ones say they had, love they made it lasting. Out of three, That's the only one I can yeah. think of. You gave me a bunch of examples and now I can't remember what Married in pink, you'll drive him to drink, I believe was one of them. Um, I think it's he'll take a drink, but I think the implication is you will lead him to drink. Yeah. Um, he will take yeah. a drink. I like the idea that they the, the three colors they came in were pink, white, and uh-huh. satin. It's like, oh man. Yep. Ugh, I got the fabric one. Like... <laughs> Um, also just a quick aside ever since i've been a little i was a little kid i look at that word and see satan every single time just every time really interesting Um, there was a you know like there's a a finish of paint that's like satin finish Mm -hmm. we had cans and cans of paint in our garage growing up (laughs) that were all satin finished i was like satan cool like i mean like not cool because i was a christian kid so i was like yeah. I guess maybe funny, Mom, why, taboo. Why is there so much Satan in our garage? Right. Our cans are full of Satan. Are we a portal? <laughs> yes, James, we are. What? <laughs> uh, if I was my own parent. <laughs> uh, do, did they not talk about like honors classes in this minute? Did I? Did, that is that's, tomorrow. That's like first thing tomorrow. Okay. That's the beginning. Yeah. Then I am out of notes. I had basically two two short essays. Two story times and and we're out. So, okay. Well, let's wrap up this minute and then go record the next one. So, we are on Twitter as a podcast at je underscore minute movies. Individually, I'm at unabashedly Aaron. I'm at unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, um, alongside a bunch of other great shows such as Myth Takes, mm. which I have. Very uh, exclusive news that 
will probably not be news by the time this episode drops, but Myth Takes, I believe, so it's an actual play podcast with a rotating cast. Morgan is going to be running this next one. I don't know if it's just one arc or if it's a full campaign. Yeah. Um, I do know that she's doing a fixed cast, but again, I don't know right. exactly in what capacity, but that is the hot news right mm. off the presses. Probably it's I'm willing to bet that it's probably already been released by the time this episode airs, but that's fine. That's what happens when we record ahead of schedule. If you live streamed yourself making a delicious cake and you pulled it out of the oven and you and you you showed yourself uh, putting it in the mail and you sent that stream and the cake to Mars. Uh-huh. And so when they got the cake and they watched the video, they're like, oh, man, that looked great. It was hot and fresh. And now here is that cake that is 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 now stale and gross. I have so many questions. First off, who is they who are on Mars opening the cake? The Martian, uh, the Martian cake-based exploration uh, unit. Okay. And MCD. also, are you saying that Morgan's unit, or Morgan's unit, are you saying that Morgan's myth takes is going to be stale and gross? No, like the a news. cake that was mailed to... Oh, the news. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Just making sure that you weren't making an enemy of Morgan because... That would oh, be I'm bad. not that dumb. Yeah. I'm not that I didn't dumb. think Yeah. I no. didn't think so, but I'm I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, listen to Myth Takes. Yeah, it's a great show. And come back to us tomorrow mm-hmm. to hear the resolution of this conversation. We are going to go record that resolution right now uh-huh. because it is getting late. Yes. And because time is honeys. Go hot dogs. The Scavengers Network. Creator driven. Community focused. Treasured content.